Welcome to Voices from the Valley, a podcast of the Community Foundation for the Fox Valley Region. I'm Amy Spreeman, and that music you just heard was from Mile of Music in Appleton, held each summer, bringing together musicians and music lovers and providing educational opportunities for all ages. The event is just one of many performing arts experiences you can see, hear, and feel here in our communities. And that's what we're talking about today, art making an impact. Now, sitting in the co-host seat today is Kyle Armstrong. Hello, Kyle. Hello, Amy. Art shapes a community in so many different ways. Performing arts in particular can provide a platform to celebrate traditions, customs, and stories, foster a sense of identity and pride amongst community members, and foster economic development too, giving tourists a reason to visit and boost the vitality of our region. Yeah, Kyle, you're right. There's a lot of research that shows arts-rich communities stimulate innovative thinking, they recruit and retain residents, drive tourism, and like you said, create an economic engine. And we're going to visit some of those venues and artists in this episode. Now, I do want to let our listeners know that this is a second part of a two-part series on arts making an impact in the Fox Valley. We just wrapped up the first episode, and you can find that in our show notes today or on our website at cffoxvalley.org slash podcasts or wherever you subscribe to podcasts. And of course, we do hope that you subscribe to ours. First, imagine seeing a giant Chinese dragon winding its way through an excited crowd of cheering kids of all ages. The Northeast Wisconsin Chinese Association, or NUCA for short, invites volunteers to come perform and be one of the dragon dancers. And of course, I couldn't resist. <laughs> if you see one of Nuka's dragon dance performances, you might find me at the tail. You are the tail? How cool is that, Kyle? You know, Nuka is a growing nonprofit organization, and we love to support what they bring to the community, not only at cultural gatherings around town, but also in schools and events that help bring education and awareness through vibrant and fun activities. We recently sat down with Nuka's vice president, Lindsay Roke, to talk about the impact her organization is having throughout the Fox Valley. Well, welcome, Lindsay, to the podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Well, thank you very much for having me. And we just mentioned that Kyle is part of your organization as well as one of the dancers. Tell us a little bit about your organization, mm-hmm. um, how it started, and uh, some of the reasons that uh, you're making a big difference in this community. Okay, yeah. So um, the organization that I work for is called the Northeast Wisconsin Chinese Association. It's quite a bit of long name. So um, in short, we just call it NUCA. Nuka. Um, yeah. Okay. So Nuka was actually um, originally was funded by a few um, professors from Lawrence, like Asian American professors, uh, dating about forty to fifty years ago. And then, so in the past, like forty some years, Nuka has been existed, but it's just like they, um, it's more like kind of like. Um, it's a social club. It's a not club. like an okay. official, yeah, not an official 501c3. So we actually, this, at the beginning of this year, 2023, we officially filed like a 501c3. So, and they, and make a new car or, um, official nonprofit organization. We feel very lucky that we can carry on because they, um, you know, even though they were gathering a few times a year within the Chinese American community, but that bring a lot of like, um, you know, sense of uh, volunteering, giving to the community and uniting the community. We don't want to become this just like only a Chinese American <laughs> community yes. thing. We want to connect with all communities and we want to reach out to people 
and then tell them we're here. We, you know, we want to make friends with everyone and explaining who we are. So that's what we did. You know, we started, um, and then the biggest event, the first event we had was a the Chinese New Year this year, and it was a a really really good a big success. We were expecting to have like two to three hundred people. We end up having like almost double of that. Wow. <laughs> yes. So definitely, people are so excited, and then I think that's when we saw like our like our mission and our vision. During that event, is that we're like, wow, you know, this is needed. You know, we need to do this. We need to do more because people are so happy and excited to see us, you know, as an organization doing this kind of events and bring a lot of color and richness to the community. What do you feel is the the impact of the organization on both the members, you know, you the volunteers and、mm-hmm. the broader community? It makes us feel like we're seen, you know. Make us feel like,、uh, um, like finally there's a chance that we get a little bit of spotlight, you know. Like we get to tell our story and tell the community who we are, and you know, like、uh, we're not just like only good with math or <laughs> only good with exams, you know.、Um, I think there's definitely a stereotype people think about Chinese Americans that they're they're quiet, they're shy, they kept to themselves, but that's not. True, that's not all true. <laughs> you know, there are people、um, uh, like me and our president, and many more in our co- in our community that we are outspoken. We are very, we want to be connected.、Um, I think that if we imagine our entire Fox City, the community is like a big table, and then the ta- the chair for the Chinese community has been missing for so long. You know, and then we're just happy that we're finally get on the chair and and be part of the communities, really. And then as for the community as a whole,、um, I think I can tell from you know when we go to different events and different、yes. you know people reach out to us like, oh, my kids are so excited to see the dragon dance. My kids are so excited to see、uh, the lion dance. You know, people would write thousands of words of letter. You know,、uh, thank us for hosting events and that and that alone make me feel like. We we are、uh, we are bring happiness. We're bring peace, and we're bring prosperity and color. You know all kinds of diversity. You know that that definitely、um, make a difference in in people's life too, which is make me feel very rewarded. Oh, that is.、Yeah. I'm so glad you have a place at the table. When you go into schools, for instance, and you're doing、uh, multicultural events, what do you hear? What What are some of the th- the breakdowns and、uh, maybe some of those stereotypes that、mm-hmm. that you might be hearing from、uh, some of the students? The students are actually generally just super surprised. They're like, "Oh, what is this?" You know,、yeah. they're super happy. Like, you know, there was a long line waiting to try to use chopsticks, you know, because we always bring like Chinese snacks, and then you know, and then the the, the kids will come over, and then like they were waiting the line, and then they will take a turn to use chopsticks to pick up the snack, and if they pick it up, and then they can keep it, you know. <laughs> so it was just like, and then there was lines about using Chinese calligraphy, and we're playing games, and um, I think just. Just wow, you know. In general, and students are just so amazed that they felt like something they only see on TV, on a video or movie, can happening in front of their eyes in in real. You know. Well, certainly the most impressive way that I think you're bringing that richness into the community is through the dragon dance. And、mm-hmm. so, tell us what were the origins of bringing that dragon dance to the Fox Valley? So yeah, so the dragon dance.、Um, looking at China's history, dragon ba- dragon dance is dated back in over a thousand years ago. I think、mm-hmm. at very beginning, you know, a thousand years ago with no technology and stuff. So the dragon dance is part of the r- ritual that they will, you know, kind of pray, you know, and and hope. 
hoping for a better year when it comes to harvest. And then now it has a new meaning. It's like it's a celebration. It's a it's a festival thing. It's like you know Christmas. We we put up Christmas trees. You know、um, we do we decorate the yard and we do Christmas <laughs> lights and some very similar. So dragon dances whenever there's a it's a festival, especially Chinese、uh, Chinese New Year and really any type of celebration. You know, like it could be opening of a、uh, business. It could be you know a wedding. It could be you know any kind of festival celebrating that they would like to hire or、uh, a dragon dance team.、Yeah. Just like、uh, this is just kind of a means to bring good fortune and means to bring、um, pr- prosperity.、Yeah. And when you see it, it's just amazing. People just stop and just go, "Wow, it's so、yes. it's so big and yes, bold and,、yeah. and just lovely to see." Thank you. Yeah, definitely, definitely.、Um, we were so lucky that we were gifted for a dragon and a lion from the Madison Madison Chinese Association, and then they just end up giving it, like, gifting it to、mm. us. We felt so lucky. So that's how、yeah. we got our dragon and lion. <laughs> And yeah, yeah, dragon and lion. So yeah, you have yeah. two. Yeah, we have two. We have a dragon and lion, and now we actually have a baby dragon. We have several、oh. baby dragons too. <laughs> Since then, we just we got yeah, we got bigger and bigger. It's special for me personally because me with me born, being born and raised in China as a little、yeah. girl, like watching dragon dance on the holidays was like my favorite thing. You know, it's kind of like、mm, families and children looking for a Christmas parade, right?、Yeah. It's very similar. We all looking for that holiday thing, and then dragon dance was definitely one of it for me. <laughs> you know, having this little piece of my childhood here, it just feels so special. I think we all, like, I think、yeah. I speak for everybody in Newka. I mean, even probably Kyle too. <laughs> that、yes. we just all just amazed to think this is such a gift. And a gift for your own children as well, and、yes. the children in the、yes. Chinese community、yes. that you get to pass on this legacy to them. Yes, absolutely,、yeah. absolutely. I remember、um, during so we we do dragon dance regular practice regularly. It used to be regularly at Nina YMCA.、Um, thank you for Nina YMCA that for providing <laughs> us beautiful dance studio for us to practice.、Um, so yeah, one of the one time of the practice, I brought my kids with me and my daughter. I think she as well before the time she was just the whole time she was so amazing. <laughs> she was Just running around the dragon as the you know as Kyle and the team practice. It's like Mama, I see a dragon, I see a dragon. You know, so that alone, oh my gosh, it's it's priceless. It's really like there's no words that can express the happiness and fulfillment in my heart to see my children. I think that that speaks for many, many, many children,、um, whether within the Chinese community or or a big community as a whole as well. That their amazement to see、yeah. it so. Well, I know that at every performance, I you, know, you see the children are mesmerized by、yes. by the dragon. It's such it's such a new and exciting thing to see, and、mm-hmm. it's really you really have to see it live to kind of understand how big it is、mm-hmm. and、um, what that what the, what the impression is that it makes on you because it, it's quite fun to see. It is definitely. It's、yeah. just. It's just amazing. <laughs> How can the Fox Valley community support your organization and just get involved in in the cultural part of it so that they can get, kind of understand and and understand how to bring more voices around the table? The the biggest thing is like you know Newca is is a startup. You know、mm-hmm. we started this beginning of this year and we have done so much so much work and you know when it comes to community work and then everything is a hundred percent volunteer. So I think averagely、um, there was like about five to ten regular volunteers. We pull in, I would say like. 
multiple full time jobs. You know, so、yeah. honestly, I think that、um, I definitely hoping that、um, Fox Valley as a whole that they would see could see the work we do and our love and our dedication to the community and、um, you know. Of course, donation is welcome, you know, and it helps <laughs>、yes. us to host more events. It helps us to organize more events, and you know, to to do to demonstrate more things, to bring more, you know,、um, similar culture、um, activities to the community. And another thing, I would say that volunteer with us. You know, we welcome anybody. You know, like Kyle. Oh my gosh, <laughs> our famous、uh, famous Dragon Tail. You know, he's,、yeah. he's amazing. You know, I know he's so busy. He does so many things. But every time I was like, okay, we have a practice, we have an event. He always show up. You、oh. know. So、yeah. we just we definitely we need we need more people joining our dragon dance team, joining our or you know or just regular performance dance team or line dance team. Come watch our, our performances. Come join our events. And honestly, that's the best we could ask for because this community itself already is happy, giving us so much love, so much welcoming, and so much kindness. And we're so so grateful. Oh wow! We <laughs> absolutely love to help you spread the word, and we're going to have links to your website、mm-hmm. and a little bit of that dragon dancing on our show notes today. So thank you, Lindsay, so much for joining us today. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm so happy to be here. By the way, if you're looking for something really spectacular to see, Nuka hosts the Northeast Wisconsin Dragon Boat Festival in Oshkosh. We'll put the link in our show notes for this episode. Yeah, now we're going to transition from dancing dragons to Shakespeare. Throughout Wisconsin state parks in the summertime, you can find the Summit Players, a traveling nonprofit theater company bringing free Shakespeare shows and workshops to audiences who might know a little bit about Shakespeare, or perhaps they don't know anything at all about Shakespeare, and that's okay. We caught up with Summit's executive director AJ Magoon and got to hear some Hamlet. Hail, King of Scotland! Hail, King of Scotland! It's. I think it's very important、uh, to be bringing、uh, Shakespeare to to audiences of all kinds. I mean, we're really focused on folks who don't have. A ton of experience with Shakespeare or with theater in general,、um, and that can be that can be a whole range of people. That can be really young kids. You know, maybe you're you know six years old and you don't know who Shakespeare was, or you know maybe you're eighty six years old and you have you know very little experience with Shakespeare. You read him in school or you saw a production of Romeo and Juliet and you didn't really get it. You, you what is this? I don't know. It's like a foreign language. Our goal is really cutting it down to the bare essentials. I mean, it's seventy-five minutes long. We like to say it's it's all Shakespeare's words. There's just less of them. Double, double toil and trouble, fire, burn, and cauldron bubble. Fillet of a fenny snake in the cauldron boil and bake. Eye of Newton. We take a lot of the, you know, the poetry. We take a lot of the, as as beautiful as it is, right? A lot of it is is hard to understand, or it contains references to, you know, things that modern audiences don't get anymore, sayings or historical events that Shakespeare's audience might have understood very well, but we just don't. And so we try to kind of strip all that away. We keep the plot. We keep the characters. We don't really want to cut to the quick. What's important, you know, what 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 about this story is still worth telling? And 
then telling it to an audience and, you know, trying to make sure that anyone from any background, you know, regardless of where they're from, what their education is, you know, how many times they've ever been to a theater or haven't, that they can understand and appreciate that. Accessibility is one of our one of our main goals, right? I mean, you know, we're trying to make the programs accessible, the the performances themselves. That's also the reason for the workshops, right? You're going to show up before the show. We're going to tell you who these characters are. We're going to tell you the story, the plot, what they go through, and we're going to sort of help you explain Shakespeare's language. We refer to it kind of as like code breaking or cracking the code um, behind how Shakespeare wrote and why he wrote that way, so that by the time you get to the show you get it. You're an expert. You know, you don't have to worry so much about like, what am I listening to and why? Um, But also, you know, taking it around the state going, you know, we're based in Milwaukee, but we're going as far. I mean, obviously, you know, Wapaka, obviously, Sherwood, obviously communities in the Fox Valley region, but then also Chippewa Falls, Superior, you know, the greater Prairie du Chien area, you know, all over the state. I mean, really trying to touch all the four corners and everything in between and then offering it for free so that it doesn't matter if you can't pay for the price of a big theater ticket. It doesn't matter if, you know, you don't have the money to drop on, you know, something big and expensive. It's, it's free. It's in your backyard and it's something that you can, you can go to on any, on any random night of the summer and enjoy. Lay on, McDuff! And damn be him that first cries, hold, enough! The reactions that we that we get to this performance and to all of our performances are really why we do it. It's been the enthusiasm that the community has showed towards this program that has made it continue. And I think this year there's a little uncertainty. It's Macbeth. It's kind of spooky. It's scary. We've done comedies before. This is a tragedy. It's dark. Um, and I think people, you know, especially the kids, aren't, aren't quite as sure what to make of it. It starts and there's wind and thunder and there's witches and, you know, what what is this going to be? But you watch them you know, I call it the creep. You watch them start at the back of the audience. And as the program continues, they just move further and further. And suddenly you have this front row that's just all kids that have like crept forward with their blankets and are just fascinated. We had that at um, at Highcliff State Park, especially on June 10th. It was our second show. It was It was dark. It was rainy. So we were all kind of under a picnic shelter. And all of a sudden, like halfway through the show, you notice that like the whole front row was just all kids that were just in raptured by it. I mean, that's just the best. There is foul and foul is fair. Hover through fog and filth the air. We are reliant on people's kindness. Um, you know, we pass the hat in the parks after the shows. The DNR is, you know, very generous with their permature to allow us to uh, collect donations on park property, and people are generally very, very kind to us. Um, and also, I mean, community foundations and organizations and, um, you know, different groups across the state, you know, the Community Foundation of, of the Fox Valley region and the and the Wapak Area Community Foundation, you know, both funding our, our program in Hartman Creek. This was our fourth program at a Hartman Creek State Park, and it always rains. Without a doubt, three out of the four years we've been, it has rained. You know, we've only had one nice sunny year at Hartman. And yet the audience, it's not, you're not getting a thousand people. It's raining. You get a small little condensed crowd and they are the most 
grateful. They are the most interested, engaged, excited. I like. I am never disappointed, uh, even if it rains at Hartman, because I know that that crowd is just going to have the time of their lives, sitting there half soggy under an umbrella, you know, watching Shakespeare halfway in and out of a picnic shelter. I mean, they just love it, and I and we lo- and we love doing it for them because. They are so clearly enthusiastic about it. It is, I mean, you know, again, you don't, you can't do a show without an audience and it's always more fun to do a show when the audience really cares about what they're seeing. And that's what we always get without fail at Hartman. We're going to take a brief time out and be back with more in a moment. I'm Kurt Dachin, President and CEO of the Community Foundation for the Fox Valley Region. Our community of caring donors, nonprofits, and volunteers work together to make this a place where all can flourish. Your Community Foundation is a reflection of this spirit. In 2022, more than $40 million in grants were given to nonprofits to drive their missions. I offer my sincere thanks to each of you for your strong support of our community and our unique mission to make it better. Learn more at cffoxvalley.org. A region with a vibrant arts community is a great place to live, work, and play. My name is Joanne Mariahazi, and I'm an Appleton artist. Many generous individuals have set up funds at the Community Foundation for the Fox Valley Region to support arts organizations, including photography, music, art shows, programs for kids and seniors, and more. You can set up a fund and support the arts or whatever cause you're passionate about. Learn more at cffoxvalley.org. And we're back. Up next in our Arts Making an Impact episode, some of the brightest and most talented high school students are getting a taste of what it's like to perform for a living through a nonprofit program called Kids from Wisconsin. Every winter, more than 400 budding singers and musicians audition for just 32 coveted spots with an opportunity to get a head start in their musical careers. Yes, Kids from Wisconsin is more than just a free summer music tour. The organization offers a wide variety of performing arts workshops, year-round music and performing arts residencies, alumni events, and a lot more. Let's take a listen to some of the group's incredible Starstruck tour and meet a local performer and the stage band director. This organization is really important to me, uh, mostly because I aspire to pursue musical theater in the future, but also it's just incredible to be around an environment of such talented and devoted individuals. My name is Casey Franzen. Um, I'm 16 years old and I'm from Sherwood, Wisconsin. This year, I am a principal singer-dancer with Kids from Wisconsin. Brilliant was actually my hometown show. Um, since it's nearby Sherwood. So it was a really great, fun experience just being able to perform so close to the people that I live nearby um, and my hometown. It's just an incredible experience. There's nothing like experiencing it live and really just feeling the passion that everyone on stage has for what they're doing. Welcome, Alex. Uh, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Absolutely. Thrilled to be here. Thank you, Amy, for the invite. Well, you know, Kids from Wisconsin is such a great organization. And for people who've never heard of this uh, this phenomenal uh, group of performers, it's been around a long time, about 55 years or so. 
That's right. Yeah, the group started back in 1969. And, uh, one of the root causes for the group's formation was there was a lot of sort of negativity in that culture of that time with, with kids in their teenage years. And so the group was formed in collaboration with Wisconsin governor at the time, Warren Knowles, in conjunction with our founder, um, Colonel Mark Azalina, who was a colonel in the U.S. Air Force. And really what it was was to promote a common good of music and to show communities that, hey, look at these kids are capable of really good things. So it was a great way to showcase the youth um, talent of Wisconsin. And that's morphed and evolved over the years into what we see today. And it started out as a huge group. There was over 60 participants in the group with a full orchestra and folks that were singing and dancing. And, and it's morphed today into 36 performers. We have 22 singers and dancers, and then we have a 14-piece stage band that I'm privileged enough to be the director of. So we travel around Wisconsin every day into a new venue, a new city, um, performing our two-hour Vegas-style show. So it's a great it's a great thing, and it's certainly impacted a lot of Wisconsin communities over the years. Well, I understand you were one of those kids up on stage one time. What was that like for you performing? How long ago was that? I was actually in the troupe back in 2018 as a percussionist. And okay. um, that was the 50th anniversary of the troupe. This is our 55th anniversary this year. Um, and what a special year for me to be in that group. Um, I was 20 when I was in the group, so I'm 25 now. But um, at the 50th reunion particularly, it was quite special because so many alumni were able to make it back home for the 50th reunion. It was such a special you know, um, event. And each decade of performers was wearing a different colored shirt, which was awesome. So, you know, if you were in the, in the group in the 70s, you were wearing green. In the 80s, you were wearing yellow, that type of thing. <laughs> And uh, there was there was hundreds of alumni. There's been over a thousand alumni in kids from Wisconsin, and just to see people who had been um, so impacted by their time in the group, you know, giving getting that professional experience as a performer, and also making lifelong friends. I know I have a ton of friends that I formed through kids from Wisconsin, and I, I remember talking specifically to a couple of folks that are in their 70s and 80s. They were in the very first year, 1969. Um, and just hearing the stories of what it was like as it was getting off the ground and still some of the impact that that experience had on them through their careers and through their lives. So what a powerful thing to be a part of. Uh, and I know you have a lot of support from people and organizations around, uh, including some folks who uh, have funds right here at our community foundation. How important to you is that support? What does that mean to you? Oh, there's no question that without that support that the kids from Wisconsin would not be able to do what they do at this level. Um, through, you know, donations, through corporate sponsorships, we're able to offer them a very substantial stipend through the summer to be able to be a part of it. But that's just one small part of it. Without the support of community foundations, you know, we certainly wouldn't be able to facilitate coming to a different Wisconsin city each day. I think of um, when we had our show back in Brilliant this summer. Yes. Talk about the port. I mean, the, the beautiful facility that they have there at the high school, the Andrews Performing Arts Center, and just the amount of support that we had from that group that hosted us that night certainly came to fruition when we saw the crowd. It was one of the largest crowds that Brilliant has ever had at a Kids from Wisconsin show. I was talking to the box office there. So, what a great thing, and, and certainly can't do it without the support of our community. 
you know, when you when you come to a community like like Brilliant and you come to perform, you roll up, you get all set up and everything, and then it starts and the audience gets its taste of the music and the singing. That's pretty special, isn't it? Oh, there's no words to describe that feeling. And, and if you're a musician or a performer, you know what I'm talking about. But for those of you who maybe just stick to the audience, just know that when you clap, cheer, and when you're screaming for, for us on stage, that just, it's like igniting gasoline. It just fuels us and makes everything we do that much more passionate. And it's it's such an awesome feeling. I Like I said, I can't really describe it in words. It's just, it makes you smile. And really what it does is it, it, is it drives you as a performer to give every ounce of what you've got to that audience because you know that they are loving what you're putting out there. And that yeah. to me is is worth every lack every day with no sleep and every every long bus ride is totally worth it for for those moments and you know what that else you know what else that does for us that shows us as the performers and and the staff that what we're doing is good for wisconsin and good for the community that we're in so we're so happy to be able to do that you know, it's really interesting that you say that because over and over and over again, we keep hearing that uh, arts really has the the power to impact lives, to to really change the trajectory of people's futures. And uh, we are so glad that you are here, and we encourage our listeners too. If if you miss them this year, they're going to be they're here every year. So catch a town, and and we'll of course, Alex, put your links to Kids from Wisconsin in our show notes today, so uh, people can come and check you out. Thanks so much, Alex, for joining us. On on the podcast today. You too, and thank you so much, Amy, for the opportunity. Kyle, there are so many performing arts opportunities for people in the Fox Valley to enjoy. And all these performances we're talking about today are free of charge, making it affordable to take in a show or even take part in a workshop to learn from the performers and artists themselves. Our next and final featured performance today is from the Fox Valley Symphony Orchestra. Now, you might imagine wearing your dressiest outfit to a venue like the Performing Arts Center to see a symphony for what can be an expensive night out. But imagine enjoying the symphony in your baseball cap, flip-flops, and your favorite summer t-shirt while munching down brats and cheese fries. Each year, the symphony gives the community something very special, a free concert at the Timber Rattler Stadium. No dress code. Music for all. Says Executive Director Jamie Lafreniere, it's something you all need to experience, and it's known as Bratz, Beer, and Beethoven. Take a listen. I'm Wesley. I go to Ferber, and I'm turning nine years old in October, and... This is something new for me. I don't have a lot of experience, but I've been to a lot of games, but I've never been up here. Uh, I'm Layla, and I I like the music. I like watching uh, what they do. I like learning where the different instruments are. Um, I'm Naomi, and I'm 13. I like the symphony and the fireworks. My name is Natalie, and I'm nine years old, and I'm from Sherwood. And I like how this is an open event for everyone, and I like the fireworks. I'm Jazz. Um, I just love that it involves a community. I was telling the kids as we pulled in, I said, you got to take care of the community. got to take care of each other. So You've got a little four-year-olds here tonight, up to 90-year-olds. It's, it's a very family-friendly event, so very cool. My name is Eva. The music is actually really nice and stuff. 
My favorite instrument is guitar and a piano. And my food just came in. Jamie, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Well, we want to talk about your big event that we had this summer with brats and beer and Beethoven. Tell me what that's about. That is our favorite night of the entire year. We love everything about this event. It is so much fun, and it's such a departure from what we normally do. It's just really a great night for everybody to come out for free and just have a good time. This was my first time, and uh, I've, I've lived in the Valley for a while now, and it's a shame to say that this is my first, but um, That's okay. so enjoyable. Um, tell us a little bit about how these events work and how long you've been doing this. So this was our ninth one, and we've been having such a great time with it. It's a great celebration of music. So we start the night with some light classical music. We do do a Beethoven, of course, because it's Bratsbeer and Beethoven. And then the second half is usually like a rock concert. So it's Symphony Rocks. Yeah, so it's it's classic rock was this year's theme. It's it's really every kind of music, and we want everybody to feel welcome and included. You have a lot of families that come to this. How well attended is this event? Oh, it's really well attended. It's so it's so fun to see everybody out there. What we love about it is you can bring your baby, you can bring your toddlers and your kids. You can mom and dad can have a brat and a beer while they watch the kids play in the play zone. And you can bring grandma and grandpa with you. Like your whole family gets to come to this. My name is Yvonne Osborne, and I'm from Appleton. And this is probably the third time we've been to this event. And it's fantastic. Like some of that out there when they were playing the drums, and it's like the, it's like the building up in the movie scenes, like, you know, when something's going to happen or the bad guy. or the, it's Just the music and all the instruments and, and the saxophone solo. And it's just very, very good. Since we went the first time, we have gone to the symphony, which we never did before. So it gives you a greater appreciation. It's it's just a great way for everybody to share the experience together. Yeah, and you had mentioned um, sponsors before, the generosity of the community. How, how important is a community support to you? Really important. I mean, uh, we're here for the community. That's why this is our gift back to you. And our sponsors for this event have always completely understood that mission. Like that's the whole mission of this. It's to bring people together in one place and celebrate music for free, not charging a ticket price and not charging for parking that night. I mean, it's just, it's a real gift and an opportunity. So our sponsors um, this year, Community Foundation, Community First, Bolt and CoVantage Credit Union. Also this year, we had the Theta and Tamblin Clark Smith Family Foundation join us. And again, it's just they really believe in the mission of bringing people out there and making it free. When we were doing some of the rock tunes, like people pulling out their phones and, you know, waving them over their head and <laughs> everybody's singing along with the songs that they know. What a gem you are in the community. We really appreciate having you in the Fox Valley and uh, and the music that you provide. We're lucky to be here. Uh, thank you for joining us, Jamie. Yeah, thank you.
Well, we're going to wrap up this episode about art making an impact in the Fox Valley. And remember, this is the second episode of our two-part series. You can find all those resources in our show notes for this episode titled Art Making an Impact by going to cffoxvalley.org slash podcasts. There, you can subscribe and get all our episodes delivered to you wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time on Voices from the Valley, a podcast of the Community Foundation for the Fox Valley Region. Mm-hmm.